David Adams. And this is Kevin Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anna's Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth, Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anna's Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. This is episode 356. We are a part of DailyThunder.com and also Almighty Baller Radio. And with that, we are on Dash Radio. So if you're listening to us on Dash for the first time, we are an Oklahoma City Thunder show. We talk primarily about the Thunder, and that means that we talk about Russell Westbrook. So welcome if you're a first-time listener, and also welcome to the show, Taylor Dickerson and John Ham. Glad that you're here. We are trying. We have a new soundboard. We have uh, live drops that we're trying. So uh, if things don't go uh, just awesome today, that's why. And if it's a little bit shorter, uh, that's why. Because we've been trying to do things for a while here this morning. (laughs) So let's get right into it. The exit interviews have happened. The Thunder season is over. Did you guys take anything away from those exit interviews? Oh, I, I didn't sit and watch them all. Um, I think, I mean, I I don't know what to think anymore. I I think we're still all still somewhat, um, burned by Durant's decision last year. Sure. So you want to take Russell Westbrook at his word. I, I, when he says that he hasn't even thought about the extension, you know, whatever. (laughs) But when he talks about buying that, right. When he talks about, you know, I like it in OKC. People know I love it here. Yeah, you want to believe that, and you, and you want to put a lot into it, and maybe there's good reason to. Um, but I mean, because I mean, everything else. I mean, yeah, Nick Collison, if he comes back, that's wonderful. Um, but everything else kind of hinges on Russ. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything really hinges on <laughs> Russ. This team would be. I mean, where would they be? I mean, even if they traded him, what are they getting back? Maybe let's say they get Markel Fultz mm-hmm. and Avery Bradley, or Mar- Markel Fultz and whatever else. Uh, they're they're bad. Like this is a bad. This is a really bad team. Oh, it's two thousand seven, and yeah. I mean, I'm talking about like the Seattle year. Yeah, bad. Right. Yeah. Wally Zerbiak, Delonte West, right. bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, beyond that, I don't. I don't think there was anything that interesting. Andre and Taj said they wanted to come back, but everybody always says they want to come back. If you listen to the exit interviews from mm-hmm. last year, uh, it will break your heart. Um, so, because who said something? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, Serge Ibaka. Where? Where is he going? Where are he gonna go? Where is he gonna go? Where is he gonna go? Well, that's uh, right. Serge, you're going. You're going somewhere yeah. first. Serge. Get out of here, Serge. Get like, out of here. You're there, going twice next year. There was the year that Karan Butler just skipped the exit interviews completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That and I mean that was very telling. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, let's do some final thoughts from the season overall. Uh, what what's your big takeaway from this season now that it's over, Taylor? That uh, we as Thunder fans can't still can't enjoy things. <laughs> <laughs> For real, my big your big takeaway, my big your takeaway, big takeaway. I don't know 
What's yours, John? I'm sad. <laughs> You're sad? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I think I thought I thought I would just I thought we would lose in the first round. Yeah. And then I'd be like that was that was such a great season. And there was some of that too, but now there's like just anxiety about the off season and what happens and and like what next season looks like. Oh. Okay. immediately uh let's move on to john that night it happened <laughs> i mean i think a lot of that is because i mean a lot of people are looking at how some of the players performed in the playoffs and are, are assuming that ennis Cantor is now a three minute per game nba player um steven adams is a bust federal adipo is a bust i mean a lot of people are kind of that's their last impression at this yeah, point yeah, yeah um and so i think that's why you're seeing a lot of anxiety there i mean if if everyone had played to like their peak potential and billy donovan had pushed all the right buttons maybe they pull off the series um but yeah i mean you know taylor you said it this season ended right where i think everyone reasonably expected it was going to mm-hmm. there was a chance you know maybe you could get by houston and then maybe you match up well with san antonio and you know but that was that was a that was a long shot. Right. So uh, the big takeaway is that um, the team is not cratered. Uh, go back and look at the 2010 Cleveland Cavaliers, the 2014 Miami Heat. Um, you know, typically whenever a player of Kevin Durant's stature leaves, it is a long rebuilding process. So sometimes teams never make it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so despite what you might think about some of the young talent, it is young talent. There is room to grow. It can get better. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of work to do this offseason. And I think, um, I think like we might expect to see Presti do things that we're not expecting him that that we haven't seen him do in the past, like going yeah. after free agents a little harder, and like maybe yeah. making more moves draft day, or you know, try to, if if he can get Russ to sign that extension, he's just going to be like he, bees to the walls. He's got <laughs> for the next like four years. <laughs> he's got you some, know he's got some work to do. He needs to he needs to find a three. He's yeah. got to find a three. I think ideally the team would find a three, move Dre to the two, and then Oladipo to the bench. I think that they want to do that. Mm-hmm. If it's Gallinari, if it's Wilson Chandler, uh, won't be Rudy Gay. Uh, if it's any of those like one of those guys. I think the Thunder would do that, and I think that it would really help. I think that they would like to move in as Cantor and get something back of value. Will they be able to do that? I don't. I don't know. Um, but people but thought they're going to get try. anything of value from campaign. That's true. Yeah. It, it's it's absolutely true. And then you think back to last season, like God, who's going to want Serge Ibaka? Yeah. No. I, and I, then you find you know he Presti has a way of leveraging. And he does. I, I think what we saw now that you know, a lot of reports have come out, he really leveraged Toronto and Orlando against each other. Yeah, that's true. Um, and wound up getting Orlando to desperately push a bunch of chips to the table that they couldn't pass up. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Yeah, you don't know. It could be like Jeremy Lamb for a second round pick when yeah. all said and done. But who knows? Maybe he's able to actually leverage something out. And at that point, I don't think that they let him go. Right. If it's just such, if it's just a a loss, the Thunder can't afford to have like a big talent loss at this point, right? Right, but I could also see. I mean, this is just for example. What if what if there's a trade involving Ennis Cantor that ships out, and it's a multi-team trade that also brings back, say, like Jaleel Okafor? Yeah, you know, like a younger guy to replace that role that has a lot of flaws in his game that the team thinks they can fix. Upside down ears. Yeah, he does have upside down. You can't ears. fix them, and so 
<clears throat> I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of speculating there. I mean, you you talked about getting a wing. I mean, free agency is what a lot of people are, you know, th- they think a big free agency splash is needed for this team to go anywhere. And uh, they they are going to <laughs> yeah. be yeah. very disappointed because um, the Thunder aren't. Get, they may get like a. Like I think they could get a free agent point guard like a Darren Collison or somebody like that. Right. I think like something like that's possible. But if you're like, man, have you seen Gordon Hayward? Have you seen what he's been doing? Man, just stop. Do yourself a favor and stop thinking about Gordon Hayward like today. So here's my question though: If we're going to be, you know, a four or five year contender again, like we were, yeah, right, starting next year, the year after. You, I mean, at some point, you do have to get a player like that with Russ, too. You can't just keep having Russ and then, like, yeah, Steve. Yeah, but they, they have, there's no possibility cap-wise to make that happen and then also have a good team around them. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's just actually impossible. And so one name that I've thrown out to you guys that I've looked at that I, I don't think is completely impossible is a guy like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, I think if you, if you look at Minnesota and you look what they're going up against over the next several years, I mean, first of all, their team seems to be better when Zach Levine is like the second option. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, Wiggins is terrible. It, it might just be a weird fit and he could be commanding 20 plus million dollars and the Wolves could be looking at this going, I I don't know. I think we might need help elsewhere. Yeah. I'm just saying something like that. I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. And that's the sort of guy that is, is not a star now, but maybe you could trade for a could guy be. like that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know he actually fits in that's just one name i mean we we go over and think about guys over the years that were throw-ins you know chris middleton yeah thrown into a trade that Jay turned Crowder. out to be really good jay crowder i mean those guys are out there they're not um they're not all stars right now but there are really good players that if you put them in the right opportunity that they could really blossom mm-hmm. yeah will barton will barton? i mean there's there's guys and will barton could be a guy that could be had uh okay our last edition of the season of I'm Smarter Than Billy D. Was there anything in the series that you think would have changed the outcome? If you would have done something in the series, Pro- what, what would have what would have the change have been? I think um, just going ahead and making Victor Oladipo the, the primary ball handler with the second unit for, from, from game two. Yeah. Also, how about not playing Kyle Singler at all yeah. and giving yeah. those minutes to Doug McDermott from day one? It really sucks that he took two full games to figure out what his playoff rotation was going to be. You You're, know, is it that hard to figure out that Doug McDermott's better than Kyle Singler? <laughs> <laughs> is it really that hard? Like, I don't get it. Like, why do you have to explore that? And why do you have to explore that in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get that. I have a theory too. That the uh, can't play canter might have affected Ennis Canter. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. how confusing is it that he says that and then he does play you kind of. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and then Canter like just stops passing completely. Yeah. Every yeah. time Canter got the ball, he was, he was, he, going up. he hasn't passed the ball since February. <laughs> yes. No. It's, it's about the time he broke his arm, right? Yeah. Like he came back and he just all that passing ability seemed to go away. Yeah. Was lost in the fracture. Um no, I look I think there's Lost a, in the Fracture is a really good band name. I yes, was gonna is. say that's John Ham's <laughs> new band right. name. <laughs> lost in the fracture. Oh, that's so good. Oh my goodness. It's a possible podcast name too. Lost in the fr- that's true. Lost in the Fracture, you're gonna only cover stained songs. 
Uh, by the way, he is a country singer now. What? The Stain singer? Like a popular country singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Like on radio. Uh, his, name's Luke, radio. his name is Luke Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darius Rucker, right? Yeah. <laughs> What were you saying, John? We Sorry. talked about Stained. I'm know. Googling Stained right now. I have no idea. His name's Aaron. I don't know. It's Aaron something. Aaron Lewis. Yeah. And he's he's like on country radio now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That makes my Friday so much better. Conway Twitty is just rolling over in his grave right now. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've I've heard of the guy. I'm not I'm not a big country music fan. I've heard so of what him. was... Uh, oh, yeah. What was Lost in the Fracture? <laughs> The first track on my album is going to be Passing Ability. That's right. Passing Ability. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Passing Ability. I forgot. Um, uh, anything else that makes you smarter than Billy D? I, I don't know. I, I don't think those are the key things. Else. Those are it. Don't play those awful backup point guards. Just play McDermott from the beginning. And really just play eight guys. Yeah. Right? You just play those. You play the starting lineup. You play Taj Gibson more, right? That's another thing. That's another why, thing. Why did he go back to giving Taj less minutes? Who knows? That's, that was kind of surprising to me because you finally playing, play him over 30 minutes and it's, it works really well and you do really well with it. Yeah. And, then you, and then he doesn't play as much again the next game. I mean, people pointed out how when Russ went off the court, obviously the offense had issues, but it was the defense yeah. that really yeah. took a dive. Oh, man. Because Ennis Cantor was coming in. Yes. During those minutes when Harden was off the court and, you know, the Rockets just attacked him relentlessly. If, you know, if we could go back and make that just a three man big rotation. Yeah. Just yeah. Adams, Grant and uh, and Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the here's the story of Ennis Cantor's postseason. He had an offensive rating of 92 and a defensive rating of 115. Oh, no. That's uh, that, that's a net negative, right? In, 40, yeah. in 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, he was a te- te- terrible. Yeah, I'm really glad Bill Simmons thought that that's what our problem was, yeah. was not playing oh, Cantor my God. more. Don't, don't even give Bill the, the pleasure of being mentioned on to, our podcast. I have to doo-doo uh, on that man. I'm so worst. mad at him right now. If you ever wonder, like, does this guy actually watch the games? Yeah. Just look for tweets like that. Read his tweets. What's you'll find po- out. Why do you even tweet it? Like, he obviously didn't watch the series, right? Yeah, so he, why even tweet anything about it? He's the leader of the OKC hate party. Yeah. And yeah. he has been for a long time. And he takes great pleasure in it for some reason. Yeah. But you know what's the exact opposite of Bill Simmons? What? Anthem Brewing Company. Mm. You should go get yourself an Anthem tonight. It's Friday. Let loose a little bit. Get yourself an Arjuna. Hey, it is the springtime. It's really good. Get it's a Belgian style wit it's an ale brewed with spices it's pronounced wit wit i should know it's really that. good though it's, it is great make sure it's extra cold golden one is really good their ipa is great it's really my favorite ipa and then the ouroboros stout is also great you should go check check out their tap room tonight they have live music tonight from andy adams he's a guitar player and singer he's really good and so, he is opening for aaron lewis that's formerly right of Stain. <laughs> of Stain. it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the outside. 
Uh, Anthem is great. Much better than Stained. I can Much see than... through you. <laughs> I'm sure Anthem's really going to appreciate see this ad. True colors. <laughs> Anthem brought to you by Stained and the Down to Dunk podcast. I do want to say, today. weather's getting better. All those beers are really good. They but are they're, good. they're Pilsner. No one talks about the Pilsner. They're Pils, yeah. It's actually my probably second favorite beer of theirs. Yeah, it's very the good. The Pilsner's super good. Really light, really refreshing. Still a little bit of juice in there, though. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about alcohol. That's where I go. <laughs> so, like, my, my wife is a, she likes, like, a wheat beer. Yeah. And everything else is skunky to her. Yeah. Yeah. So we go out for pizza the other day, and she wants a wheat beer, but they're out. They have a golden one. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Because I'm, I'm getting myself something really hoppy. I got her a golden one. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. I'll probably mm-hmm. get two beers tonight, which is, you know, bonus hey. for me. She she enjoyed it. She liked it. Yeah. So it's uh it works for a lot of people. You can't go wrong with that golden one. And that's that's their most popular beer, yeah. too. And it's great. It's great. Go check out Anthem. Let's uh let's move on to our Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question is from At That True Talk. What are the five most important developments you'd like to see in 2017-18? Uh, Oladipo, a capable PG. Abrinus, average D. Sabonis, threes. <laughs> um, Westbrook running an offense. Yeah. He, yeah. And then, okay, I, I again, <laughs> qualifier here. Hey, that means that you hate Westbrook. <laughs> you don't like MVPs. You hate triple doubles. Round numbers are out of your wheelhouse. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Had an amazing season. He's going to win the MVP. He did something historic. But for this team to go anywhere beyond where it is, he's going to have to buy into a system of some point other than come set a pick for me while I dribble and and chuck up a shot. Yeah, he is. I think it all starts there. It's going to have to change. Also, they've got to get... I don't think Oladipo is the answer for the backup point guard. I'm gonna go ahead. And I, I tend agree. to agree. I agree. I think they need to go get somebody. Whether it's drafting Jawan Evans, which I would really, really like. Whether it's going to get a guy like Darren Collison, who they need a guy that can come off the bench, that can one create his own shot, and two get others involved. And it has to be both. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys exist. It's not like that. You can't find those guys. Uh, they don't have to be a great defender. They don't. Um, you have Samaj for that, apparently. Um, you don't. <laughs> That's one of the five things I want to see changed. What I I want to. Sorry, but I Samaj just doesn't. I don't even think he's a third string point guard. He's not good. No, I, I agree. just don't. Welcome to the Samaj is not good train. Choo choo. I mean, this he is sucks. not. This is not exactly breaking news. <laughs> yeah, no, but, he's not good. Uh, uh, I think he stays though. I think he stays. I get it because he's a minimum salary, mm-hmm. you know, inexpensive third string guy, but. I don't know. I just we talk about all the youth on this team. We talk about the ten guys, twenty five and younger. But I think you can safely exclude him. I, I agree. I agree. I group. just think that they're. I just think it's more likely that they keep him. Mm-hmm. I think it's less likely. I think that Houston could go. I think there's. Yeah. Won't, we have a question about this here in a second. But I think that there's some guys that will not definitely not be on this roster. I think another development. Sabonis not only his three point shooting, but his overall confidence. And his kind of his mentality this year was really interesting because he don't screw up, don't screw up, don't right? Screw up. Yeah. He was just yeah. so afraid to ruin the moment. Yeah, and there was one game, and I'm trying to look for the game log right now. 
that he was really good. Boston and at Boston. At Boston, he was good. At Milwaukee, he, or in against Milwaukee, he was good at home. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be comfortable because when he is, he can play really well. Yeah, at Boston, he had 20 points. That's when he was knocking down threes like crazy. Yes, he had four threes in that game. He's just got to be confident, and he's got to he's got to come back better. And I think that he will. He works really hard. Uh, he's got to be better. Uh, and, I, and I think that I, I talked about how like losing in a scanter that could be a huge loss. If he can step up and not be the starter, let's say that they bring back Taj, uh, then that loss isn't as massive. Mm-hmm. And he moves the ball. He can post up. He can shoot threes. He can do all those things. He didn't do them very well this season, but he's capable of doing all those things. And so that could like mitigate the loss of Ennis Cantor some. And But he's just got to come back mentally in a different place. The fist pumping was not as much at the end of the season as it was at the start uh, of the no. season. <laughs> no. He was so afraid in that Denver game to like shoot those shots oh my that, gosh. that yeah. were coming from that's, Westbrook. That's what I was thinking of. He was just terrified. Yeah. He was yelling at the ball not to go in because he was just so terrified. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't heal the moment. No! no. Meanwhile... Don't make me do this. Who was stone cold? Samaj. I got Samaj this. Christian. He's like, I got this. Hold on. Give me 10 seconds to wind up my shot. <laughs> Goodness. I'm watching- Somehow I'm wide open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the Raptors a little bit last night. And I mean, we talk a lot about Sabonis, and there's a lot of things you can look at. I mean, from a purely statistical standpoint with him, that might not give you a lot of good feelings about him going forward. <laughs> right. I mean... It- some people are going to look at the PER, which some of that is slanted by Russ's usage. And I mean, there, there are other factors there. Yeah. What if, I mean, what's his ceiling? I mean, like what if he tops out like at Patrick Patterson? Is that, is that okay? Oh, that's great. Okay. Patrick Patterson's good. He is good. Okay, that's. I but, mean, but you're seeing like what level of player do, would we be happy with him at? Because Patrick Patterson is a role player. I'm only satisfied with Dirk Nowitzki. Right. I mean, right. that's. I think some people kind of you know and may you know maybe because we're always saying like, hey, there's stuff there. It's it that there's things that look promising. I mean, what if he does like in two years top out as a Patrick Patterson type guy? I think that's. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's really good for this team. He. Can, uh, I mean, that's a guy that can start and come off the bench. Right. And you're not terribly disappointed with his production. And if you get that with the 11th pick in the draft, was he 11 or 12? He was 11. Yeah. Yeah. He's 11 years old when he was drafted. He's 11. (laughs) Seems like it sometimes. So, guys, be patient with him. He's young. He's a young man. That's right. Uh, uh, This is from at JPOSU. Rank all OKC players from most likely to least likely to be on the roster. On opening night next season. Number one, Kyle Singler. Number two, Samaj Kristen. (laughs) Most likely to be Most on the likely. roster. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Most likely to be on the roster. So what's he talking I mean, obviously not like Steve and Vic and whatever. Who do you think who do you think's gonna I think that we can go ahead and cross some guys off the roster? Okay. Norris Cole. Gone. Not coming back. He's gone. Uh I think Josh Hustis is likely gone. If you don't play him, what's the point of having him on your team? That's what I'm trying to figure you're out. Wasting like, a, you're, you wasted a first-round pick on him. Just cut your ties and go find someone that could actually play. Or just play the guy because I actually think he can play. Yeah. like I, I leave that door cracked slightly because maybe this is part of the you know the, the organization's like, look, you just, need, you just need three years out of college, which some guys do. 
Mm-hmm. Some guys do need, you know, a lot of them go overseas or, you know, go to the minor leagues and work their way up. Maybe they felt like he needed a full three years out of Stanford. I don't know. But yeah. I, at this point, if you're asking me, I'd say most likely uh, to be moved. Is yeah. Singler smoking him in practice? <sighs> Is that what's happening? I have no idea, man. I don't, know. I, have, I don't know what to tell you. Like I say, in, in this season of Discovery, I just don't know why they didn't try to discover him. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. He's That's got the, tr- and he's got a skill set that you would, yeah. he's a, he's a shot blocking wing. He can play the three and the four. He can shoot a little bit. He's an athlete. Can I move mean, without the ball. He's maybe like the, he's in the top five of all athletes on the team. He and looks he, really good against a checked out Denver Nuggets team. And he's got a really cool tattoo like up on mm-hmm. his, up on his shoulder. Yeah, he does. Mm. It's a cool tattoo. Does, is, does it say, I'm Matra? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> a lot of people won't get that, You modeled that after somebody. Uh, I think Andre Robertson's going to be re-signed. Steven Adams is not going to be moved. Russ is most likely back. Taj, I'm on the fence about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's on the fence about it, too. Jeremy Grant will be back, and they may extend him this summer, which would be interesting. Um, but for sure, Norris Cole, I think they'll stretch Kyle Singler's contract. And if Nick Collison wants to come back, he gets to do that. Are you going to take my bet? What was your bet again? Okay, my bet was that if Andre Robertson will not accept, if he wants more than 14 a yeah. year, that the Thunder don't re-sign him this summer. Um, I'll take that bet. They're going to, the, they, they will do 14. So that I mean, we're talking about four and forty-eight at that point. Yeah. Wait. No. 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 Four and sixty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm. Yeah. I'm the numbers guy, and I can't multiply. Four, um, no. Four and fifty-six. Yeah. Four and fifty-six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty-eight. Wait. Well, how much? How Math many is nine. This? Math is more fun. I don't know six how much in the money this is. <laughs> um, uh, if it gets up to four and sixty, that feels to me like the upper limit of things yeah i think they're gonna keep him i'm just gonna say it they're, i just have a, i just i'm just gonna say they're going to keep andre robertson they're gonna be they would be so much worse without him i i totally agree i agree with that statement i also don't feel like they're gonna keep him i there's nothing about that with me that i can let's say. bet we're shaking on it we're shaking on this bet just shake. it's a bet all right um uh i i can tell you at the trade deadline i mean some of the conversation was about you know, we want to keep Andre Robertson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the hugs were about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from at John D. Bowers, Andre's mechanics are horrible. Why not have a shooting coach totally revamp his shot, especially his free throws? What is there to lose? Uh, I've heard that that is happening this summer. So hasn't that wait? Hasn't that been happening? Haven't they been trying? They're getting. To... They've got it. They, apparently, they're getting it on somebody a else. A new one. So whatever. Didn't they try the same thing in Charlotte with Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Yeah, and he just went back to his yeah. He just old form. The his form is that trick that your uh, uncle does, where he tries to pull a quarter <laughs> from behind his ear. He tries to like fool people by pulling the basketball from behind his yeah. ear and then shooting it. That's the trick. That's the <laughs> trick. Um, I mean, I, I had someone stop on my office and was just adamant that after game four. Andre should have done nothing but shoot underhanded free throws. Yeah, from that point forward, everyone's kind of got their their solution there. Yeah, um, some of it is mechanics. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 
Um, that is a part of it. But like at the free throw line, that's just... I mean, you see him kind of put it up, and it comes from various different angles when it when the release yeah. point is, and he's like falling backwards as the shot is going up. I he think, needs to do like Dion and take a step to the right, yeah, at the dude. free throw line. <laughs> I'm of the mind that like it's not really it, it's not about mechanics. It's a too high arcing shot too from the free throw line. If it may, is. maybe if they like had like a step stool where it went down into the arena and he could like <laughs> step down two feet, <laughs> then. <laughs> Then that would work. Let's see if we can get that approved. But you have guys like Kevin Martin, terrible shot. Yeah, yeah, Sean yeah. Marion, who developed a, a, a more efficient shot. So I just don't think it's mechanics all the time. And I think what you do sometimes is you start to damage a player because he's thinking about every movement he's doing. Right. Dre, and, the, and you can tell he's doing that. It's all mental with Dre. Yeah. yeah. All it of it is. is mental. And you know what? If he shot an underhand free throw and he missed them, oh man. How, like, he, he might be Andres Biedrens, where yeah. Andres Biedrens' career right. was ruined at the free throw line. Yeah, really That was. guy was really good. Like He was on his way to being a double-double type player. I wanted the Thunder to get him at one point. He was good, but yeah. when he when everything went south at the free throw line, mentally he was he was gone, and then he was out of the league. Yep. So I just... <laughs> please don't make Dre do embarrassing things that could <laughs> lead to worse outcomes. I, I don't know. He can practice if he's if he does it in practice and he's shooting eighty percent or ninety percent in practice. Great, bring it to the court and hit you know sixty percent or whatever. That would be fine. But if he's going to come out and he's going to miss granny shots, yeah, he's going to be destroyed. Yeah, he's going to be destroyed. And Dre is a guy that is on Twitter and he's on all those things and he probably sees everything. And I mean, if the Rockets were laughing hard, then. How hard are people going to laugh if he's bricking granny mm-hmm. shots? Right. I don't know. That scares me. They're going to bully him. Last question from at D underscore walk 74. With the NBA's three best teams in the West, how far would the Thunder have gone in the Eastern Conference? Hmm. I think they make the conference. I think they can make the conference finals. I think they can challenge. And at that point, we assume that they're on the opposite bracket of Cleveland. Then they can they can beat Boston. They can beat the Wizards. What I'm curious about, and this is probably going deeper than what he's asking. I mean, obviously, 47 wins would put them a five seed uh, in the East. So they would be. But like, let's say they played an Eastern Conference heavy schedule throughout the regular season, as opposed to yeah playing in the in, they in get the up West. to three or something. Yeah, I wonder if they would have got a few more wins and actually like been better than uh, like you know Washington. Yeah. So if they get up there, let's just assume. If we assume, I assume that they could beat all those teams. They can't beat Cleveland. That's the only no, team they can't no. beat. So I think they could beat all those other teams. All those other teams are not that great. Toronto's not that great. Boston's not that great. Uh, Washington's bench is so so awful. Even worse than the Thunder's, I think. So. They can, they can, they can beat all those teams. Memphis has got a bigger gripe than Oklahoma City, though. They should be in the Eastern Conference. They really should. Yeah, yeah. They really but, should. And that would have how it would have been so much more interesting over the last like five years. Obviously, now it wouldn't oh, yeah. be that much more interesting. But over the last five years, if Memphis was an Eastern Conference team, they would have made then, the conference finals a few times. And then Minnesota's got the second most gripe. Yeah. After that, they should also be in the Eastern Conference. It's just. Everything's kind of bunched up on the eastern seaboard. Yep. All right. Now that's the off season. Hmm. We're gonna 
Go back to the trade machine. You're not used to being able to talk over that. No. Uh, so, we're trading our man in his canter today. Yay. Who would like to be Sam Presti? John. Oh, John me? Okay. Okay. Hang on. I got to go get a haircut. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, ring, 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 ring. Greetings and salutations. It's Rich Cho. Rich. Hi. It is mostly enjoyable to speak with you again after your tenure in Oklahoma City for building our foundation for excellence. Thanks for being my buddy, <laughs> Sam. Okay, have, so here's... here's have you what, talked to Rob lately? Oh, no, man. Uh, I'm steering clear from Rob. He he went off the deep end after that Oladipo trade, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was kind of proud of that one. Go ahead. What you got? Uh, so after the draft... After the draft. We would like to have Ennis Cantor... Doug McDermott and your first round pick, and we'll give you back Nick Batum. Do you have to have Doug? Uh, yes. Is it like? I mean, would you? Because if I were you, I'd rather have Kyle Singler. Well, the thing is, Rich, have you looked at his defensive plus minus plus offensive production minus free throws times squared? So here's the deal. My owner loves guys that were good in college. And whenever Michael Jordan looks at Doug, he sees Adam Morrison. And he thinks, I've got to have that guy. You you realize that uh, Kyle Singler played in the ACC, right? I, I do. Uh, but I'm telling you, MJ wants McBuckets. I'm just telling you, like, Kyle is going to rise again like the Phoenix. And I kind of want you to have that experience Whenever he... Uh, That's it, Sam. Hanging up. <laughs> uh, Rise like short. a phoenix. Kyle I, Singler's is not a phoenix at all. <laughs> if there's like one He's the creature. university of phoenix, if he's anything. <laughs> hey, that's a good joke, man. Oh, man. That's a good joke. Um, I, I would hesitate to give up McDermott in that trade. You talk about Cantor and that first-round pick for Batum... Yeah, but I, I feel like throwing in McDermott's a little too much. Yeah. Uh, Batum would be great because he is a facilitator. He can shoot. He can defend. He plays a three. I mean, if you think about if they keep Gibson and your starting lineup is Russ, Robertson, Batum, Gibson, and Adams, like that defense is stout. And then they've got another guy. And you bring, then you can bring off the bench. You can bring Abrinas and uh, Oladipo. I mean, that's a good team. And this is another example of what we were talking about earlier. A guy like Nick Batum on this team, oh yeah, could have a significant impact. I know yeah. people are thinking next superstar and trying to assemble the the next Golden State. Right. A guy like Nick Batum would help. And he's a guy that can run a pick and roll. Yeah. So I like him. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Hello. Sorry, I had to put down my guitar. Hello. <laughs> hey, Sam. It's Irvin. Oh, magic. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Wait I, a second. <laughs> that was almost Billy King. <laughs> it was. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I was just reading your Twitter account no. and, and having uh, great fun. That's How are you, Mr. Mr. Johnson? So basketball is fun <laughs> do you agree with me sam yes basketball is supposed to be fun and i think that <laughs> Ennis canter is fun 
I think that Doug McDermott is fun, and I want to tra- I want to <laughs> trade for him right now. I wish we don't have Periscope today, but I wish you could see Andrew's face when <laughs> I'm he's so happy. About I have to smile through happy. every word, um, and we'll give you Timothy Mavgov <laughs> and Jordan Clarkson for Ennis Cantor. We'll take Kyle Singler off your hands. We've got a lot of tanks here in L.A. And Doug McDermott. Uh, Mr. Chisholm, I, I'm so sorry. Your uh, your phone dropped off in the middle of that. Um, and so I, I didn't hear any... Uh, uh, hmm? Where, <laughs> Hello? Yeah. This is the most fun conversation I've ever had. <laughs> so, I'm having so much fun. I'm trying not to hang up on you, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> you don't like that, Trey? Oh, that Mozgov thing is poisonous. It is poisonous. Jordan Clarkson, I was just like figuring out a way to get Jordan yeah. Clarkson on the team. Yeah. He's good. I, like I get him. it. I, I, I get it. But, oh, that Mozgov deal is... Oh, no, that's but, rank. But here's the thing. It's not Mozgov. It's Mavgov. Mavgov. <laughs> and it's Timothy. It's <laughs> not the guy you're thinking of. <laughs> oh. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to put down my drumsticks. But, um, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I just made a joke, and now I have to get off the drums. <laughs> I was just talking about Tumbleson, one of my good jokes. <laughs> and I got to badumch him. Uh, uh, this is uh, Ryan McDonough. You know what? I cannot believe I still have a job. How is this possible, Sam? I never thought that in 2000, summer 2017 that we'd be talking on the phone, but here we are. And I'm ready to make you an offer for Ennis Cantor. Okay. This is going to be a lot like that Kurt Thomas trade we made years ago, isn't it? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, Brandon Knight, Leandro Barbosa, and TJ Warren for Ennis Cantor and Doug McDermott. Uh, thank you for your time and effort, Ryan. But uh, I'm going to hang up on you now. Oh, you don't? You just think Brandon Knight sucks like I everybody just, else? Oh, I'm just I'm I'm not big on and, and two like TJ Warren. Is a guy that I really thought I mean, wasn't he averaging like eighteen points or something per game early on this season? And yeah, he's. I mean, he's good. Teacher, he's good. TJ Warren's good. He's he's one of those guys that could be, um, like a diamond in the rough type player. Yeah, potentially. I mean, he's like Aladdin. The uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, twenty six percent from three. Mm-hmm. That's not great. I mean, it's not the best. He shot forty percent last season. I mean, maybe OKC wants to start investing in mid range. You know, maybe the three point stuff is a little overrated. Let's but... corner the market on the mid range. That's right. That's uh, San Antonio. Okay. I've got another offer, Sam. Uh, Jared Dudley, Barbosa, and TJ Warren for McDermott and Cantor. Hmm. I am highly intrigued by your trade proposal. I think that'd be great, man. I'm going to ask uh, my advanced statisticians and my scouts and my coaching staff and my players <laughs> and my PR staff and a couple of arena concession workers for their opinion. I just got it back. I think we'll do it. Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? I like I like the idea of Dudley. Dudley's good. Yeah. He can shoot. Barbosa too. Like Barbosa is another guy that can come off the bench and score, create his own shot a little bit. How old is he now? I don't know, like fifty. Yeah, I was. I, I thought when he was at Golden State that it was surprising how he's still good not he could play. He's still, still not bad. After uh, yeah, he tore an ACL. What was yeah. it with Boston? 
yes. a few years ago. And that and, seemed like he was done. Right. Yeah. Well, and he was playing in Brazil, right? I he think might he, have. he was playing professionally somewhere and not in yeah. the league. Yeah. And then came back to the league. And that's why everyone was like, I don't know. He was 35% from three. I mean, he's he's fine. He probably like w- this. wouldn't play a whole lot. He would have helped out the Thunder in the playoffs this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's 34. He's not a point guard, but he's not not a point guard. Right. He could uh, make it work. Yeah. And then TJ Warren, I still think that I think that he could be good. He doesn't actually he doesn't fit the Thunder that well, but I think that he that it could work. Oh. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our next segment is Miffed and Peeves, but it's sponsored by the Oklahoma Shirt Company. And if, we're so miffed off at them. If there's nothing, if there's something that you should never be miffed about, it's the Oklahoma Shirt Company. Uh, they do a shirt of the month. They it's a Oklahoma based shirt. Uh, it's something that they have been really successful with, and something that you should be a part of too, because it's super soft shirts. They're really nice, good quality, and the designs are really good. So you should check out Oklahoma Shirt Company. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram, on Facebook. Go check them out. Also, Oklahoma Shirt Company is going to make stickers for the Down to Dunk podcast, and they're going to be available very soon. And if you're at a live event, hey, we may even throw you a sticker. So you should come and get some uh, Down to Dunk stickers. We're going to be raining stickers on I'm going to be raining stickers. Go check out Oklahoma Shirt Company today, and I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it? I'm all ears. Are you guys miffed? And are you guys peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. I have, I have a good one. Okay, so you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Yesterday, I was working. I was, I missed a few calls. I realized. Looked at it. My brother called me. I called him back. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Have you seen Mom's Instagram?" Whoa. I said, "No." That's why? not a great sentence. He said, "I said no. Why?" He said, "Just call me back. Get off." I see I have like 30 texts. I'm like, I don't have time. I'll go, I'll go check Instagram. Go to my mom's Instagram. All of her pictures are gone. And there's like nine pictures of women. Uh, not, not fully nude, but she was definitely hacked. scandalous. <laughs> oh, no, she was, uh, mom. Tammy Dickerson was hacked. <laughs> oh, no. And I went to my text and all my friends were like, hey, uh, I think your mom was hacked. Because these pictures are just po- like posting on people's timelines. Your mom just had a massive lifestyle change, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I think your parents have to talk about something. <laughs> Taylor's mom has got it going. <laughs> that was also I, by Stained. Yeah, that yeah. was Stained. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she was hacked. So all I talked about yet, all anyone who walked up to me yesterday was like, Hey, uh, that's pretty funny about your mom. Blah 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 blah. And it's still it's still up. I'm not going to tell you what the username is, but it's still up. And if you know my mom, it's very funny that it happened to my mom because it, whatever. So yeah, that happened yesterday. Wow, she was hacked. Uh, I typically don't get mad about NBA stuff that often because it's supposed to be something fun in my life. Um, but there's this article on ESPN Insider. That is just the absolute worst. Oh, and I'm trying to guess. find... Okay, so Tom Haverstrow, big surprise, said something dumb about the Thunder. So he said... The, the question is, what else do you foresee and advise the Thunder this offseason? Mm. And here's what he said. Invest in three-point shooters. They buried Anthony Morrow on the bench and then traded 
him for Doug McDermott, who can barely get on the floor. They had your son Ilyasova and bailed on him three games into the season for Jeremy Grant, who doesn't shoot threes. As much as I appreciate the youth movement, they have to give Westbrook a reason to stay in 2018. So the reasons to stay in 2018 would clearly be Irsan Ilyasova, <laughs> more Anthony Morrow, yeah. and then things would be much better, right? It's, I mean, that's just absolute garbage. And McDermott played a lot toward the end of the series, and I think he's going to be a piece that will play moving forward if they don't trade him. Uh, Jeremy Grant happened to have the highest three-point percentage of anybody on the team. I know he didn't shoot a lot. Uh, Irsan Ilyasova... Man, I'm sorry, but if that's the guy that's convincing you to stay, then you're gone. Then he's either gone or he was going to stay anyways. Right. Irsan Ilyasova is not a reason to stay. The the Anthony Morrow thing. Anthony Morrow, he can't defend anybody. He can't he can't get off the bench hardly for the Bulls. Well, and you know that whole thing during the season because I had to contend with why aren't they playing Anthony Morrow throughout the season? Whenever the Thunder did. Yeah, give him consistent minutes. He still shot around like thirty percent from three. Yeah, yeah, he did not. Yeah, this that was a weird thing. This that's season. when he got he opportunities. Did, he did not shoot well this season. Uh, yeah, that that just made me just furious. And Tom Haverstro, like he is a smart guy, like he is. But to, I mean, this he's is just using another thing. For evil. This is just another thing where he's taking something out of context without watching the team, and it's just you know surfing the internet and just saying, oh. Here's one thing they could do. But you know what? That's just not right. And if you watch the Houston series, you would know that Jeremy Grant was very valuable. Mm-hmm. And who's Irsan Ilyasova going to defend on Houston? Yeah, Tell no me. No one. Yeah. No. And no. he might be able to shoot a little bit, but he's not. Those aren't difference makers. And it's just ridiculous that he would pull in guys like Anthony Morrow and Ilyasova and say, like, these are the difference makers. Like, I'm sorry, but that's I don't know. I don't know how you could come to that conclusion. Then the other one in that article is Amin El Hassan. Yes, he was brutal. Here is this quote about you know whether the Thunder should pay should be willing to pay Andre Robertson fifteen million per season. Why pay fifteen million a year for someone you can get for the veterans minimum? Let me ask you. I mean, here, here's a veteran minimum guy like that. Amin is talking about DeAndre Liggins. Yeah. Would you rather have DeAndre Liggins or Andre Robertson? It's just it's just absolute garbage. Like he, sure he can't shoot. Sure he's not good at the free throw line. But if you watch, I mean, he was the second best player on the Thunder in the playoffs. His defense is super valuable, and he can be valuable offensively if he is in the right mindset. And I, and I think that that that's the only argument. It's not that you could get this guy for the minimum because that's just not even close to being true. Um, so I don't know. It's How ridiculous. many second team? All defensive guys make the league minimum. Not many. If any. What's Mbamute make? Uh, he's probably a league minimum guy, but he's not making an all-defensive team. Yeah. He's probably the closest thing to that, though. Yeah. But there's not a lot of those guys out there. I think Mbamute could get paid. But here's the thing about Mbamute. He, can you put him on James Harden effectively? Right. Yeah, he can, the, yeah, right. You're right. He can't defend. And he's the same as Jeremy Grant, right? Is that Mbamute and Jeremy Grant can defend threes and fours right. really well. Rob, there's just not a lot of guys like Robertson that can defend ones and twos and threes at an elite level. And in this league that is moving to that, that's really emphasizing point guard and, and yes. perimeter play. I mean, that's where, that's where a guy like this has got value. So... Um. Anyway, there were so many hot takes in that. Why article. is it? Why is it cool to not like Oklahoma City? 
I don't know. I actually had a friend that called me this week just furious and dropping f bombs because of that exact question. Like it's first it's there's some reasons I think part of it is that they don't think that we even deserve what we have is yep. part of the conversation. Um it's just it's just all madness though. I don't it's get it. It's all really weird because it's not like it's not like you're picking on the big guy. But you're not also just crapping on like this, you know, the 76. We're not the right. 76ers of two years ago either. Right. So it's just really weird. Some of it's the style of play, too. They hate yeah. the style of play. They, they think that the coaching is stupid. They think that they're smarter than everybody in Oklahoma City. They, they think like that. Go out of their they way. They think it's a cow town. Out of their way to say something about it, though, you know? Yeah. Super miffed about that. Mm. Anything else, guys? Nothing important. No. Follow us, follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. Email us at dcpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you listen to this every week. Uh, Please do that. That would be very helpful. And have a great weekend.